What would I grade Talia's performance against Ohio State? You are Locked On Turks, your daily podcast on the Maryland Turks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, host of Locked On Terps, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making us part of your day. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. What would I grade Talia's performance? And I am, am I worried with how he played against Ohio State? I would give Talia a C minus. It's pretty simple. He didn't play that well. He didn't play well at all. He went 21 of 41 for 196 yards, two interceptions, and a touchdown. Barely above 50% passing. And a touchdown-interception ratio, that's just not going to get it. I thought Talia had a decent game at times. I thought he made some good throws overall. But the game that Talia played against Ohio State just wasn't good enough for us to consistently win games, or not even consistently, to ever take down a big dog in the Big Ten to beat Ohio State team, of course, that we just lost to, or to beat one of the teams that we're going to play going into the next couple weeks in Penn State or a Michigan. But overall, it started with the interceptions inside our own territory. And the first half for the Maryland defense is getting stops. He makes a bad throw to Tyrese Chambers where we're up 10 to 0 at this point with the ball. It's okay to punt. It's okay to not force the ball in there. And overall, I actually didn't think it was a bad read to Tyree Chambers. I went back and watched it. And if you remember the play, Ohio State's running a zone defense, a zone concept. And Tyree Chambers kind of gets into a soft spot of the zone and does a pretty good job of getting open. And it's a throw that's more of an NFL window. I talked about it all um, in a couple of the podcasts that Talia was throwing into NFL windows against Ohio State. These windows were a lot different than what he was throwing against Indiana, against Michigan State, against Charlotte, against Towson, where our wide receivers were so much more talented than the DBs that overall they could just get so much separation and get open and understood the coverages that they were that the defense was running and it was pretty easy for them we were able to get downfield on deep shots on short yardage stuff we were able to get these easy third and fives it was easy pickings they just get open but against ohio state a team that secondary is just as talented if not more talented than the maryland wide receiver core it was NFL windows that Slee was throwing into a lot of, of the day. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt in a lot of these case scenarios. But this isn't really one of them because Tyree Chambers kind of did get open, but Talia threw it on his wrong shoulder. He throws it on his right shoulder instead of his left shoulder. And if Talia throws the ball on Tyree Chambers um the right the left shoulder instead of the right shoulder, then he's able to make the play. But because he lays it on the wrong shoulder in zone coverage. 
The guy is sitting right there, and he's able to jump in front of it for a pick. But if he leads him the other way, Tyrese Chambers, I think, makes the catch, and we move the chains. So overall, I have to blame that on an inaccuracy of Talia, and that's a reason why giving up a pick six to Ohio State is going to make your grade already you're probably not going to get an A for the game unless you somehow pull it off and make a big win and make a statement win. But overall, you're already kind of in the B range, C range probably with what happened before the pick six that I'm about to get into. But overall, Tyree Chambers and Talia's connection hasn't been there. I remember Howard Griffith ranked ranked Tyree Chambers, the top five wide receiver in the Big Ten going into the year, but that has not came true at all. He hasn't been a top three wide receiver on our team, and I hope he improves and gets better, but Talia to Tyree Chambers' connection hasn't been there overall. So I think Talia needs to try and get Tyree Chambers going because he can definitely be another weapon that we rely on for points overall and to make plays for the Maryland But then before that drive – was another bad play by Talia and is another reason I had to get him to a C, give him a C minus. If you remember, it was second down and we had it inside their like five yard line, a chance to put seven on the board and make it 14 0. Talia has a wide open, not wide open, but a pretty open Preston Howard, a throw that against Indiana, he makes it. Against Michigan State, he makes it. Against Charlotte, he makes it. But against Ohio State, it's an overthrow. In a place that we need it the most, it's an overthrow. And Preston Howard, if you go back and look, he got pretty open. It's a throw that Talia has to make. And the missed throw in the inner pick six interception to start the game, that's just leaving points out on the board, and that can't happen against Ohio State. And that's a big reason why his grade was at a C minus. The reason I didn't put him in D range, because I'm not going to say I should have given him a B or a D. I didn't give him a D, but the reason he isn't in D range is because he did make some good plays. He had a really nice throw to Caden Prather um, on the first possession that after the missed, I don't want to call it a fake punt because they didn't make, they didn't want it to be a fake punt. Ohio State didn't want to make it a, a fake punt. But against the miscue on the punt play, he throws a nice ball to Caden Prather for Caden Prather to get the one-handed catch with his left hand. And then he had some nice drives. He had some nice throws to Jason Jones. He had a really good drive to start the second half. But there were too many bad plays that if you want to win as a quarterback, everybody knows you have to avoid that I'm is the reason I'm giving him a C minus. Another bad play was if you remember, which I'm sure you do if you watch the game, the missed clock management before the half ended. It's 10 to 10 at this point. I'm feeling okay. I'm not feeling great because I think it should be closer to 13 to 3 at this point. And instead it's 10 to 10 because of the pick six, because of the missed throw because of all these different things coming together in that even though the first half Ohio State played a horrible game, they still were tied at half. And the good teams find a way to kind of do that. And that's the thing that I think we kind of have to figure out and what Talia has to figure out. But this was probably the worst of it all. Talia's experience. He's been here forever, has all the records. We talk about it a lot. He's one of the most experienced quarterbacks in the Big Ten. 
I don't understand how we can run a two-minute drive, put together a really good drive. We get lucky because an Ohio State player causes a roughing the passer play, but Talia completely mismanages the situation. It's a nice drive. He found Jayshon Jones. He's made some good throws to get us down the field, to get us in the field goal range. In college, we know the rules. You have to get a first down to move the chains, obviously, but the first down in college does stop the clock for a little bit of time. So if you get a first down on the play, you can probably get the spike off if you if you get the first down. But realistically, you don't really want to do that. You want it to be a shot to the end zone where we were. We're inside the 25. We're in field goal range. But you want it to be a shot in the end zone or you want it to be thrown out of bounds. And the worst case scenario maybe, well, technically this isn't the worst case scenario because we're the worst case scenario actually happened is – Throwing the ball, maybe short of the end zone, but it's a first down. But instead, he checks it down to Antoine Littleton with 12 seconds left, and we can't get another stat back. This isn't on Antoine Littleton. This is on nobody except Salia. I thought I think the commentators made this point that they shouldn't even have put Antoine Littleton on a route. They should have just kept him in the backfield, but... That's neither here or there. Talia should not have made that throw. And that's three points that we cannot have because of the missed clock management because we can't get a spike off because we check it down with 12 seconds left and we're not able to get back to the line of scrimmage for another play. So there were so many points left on the board by Talia that overall I had to give him a C- minus for the game. But am I concerned with how Talia played? Yes. And no, but more on the yes side, actually. I am concerned. I was hoping this year maybe there could be a signature win and it was going to be different than last year. And I think this team is different. I think it's better. And I have it, it has a chance to do some special things as a chance to be have a winning Big Ten record for the first time in a long time, having a winning record inside the Big Ten or in the ACC when we were back in the ACC. It's a chance that we have the chance to do that. We have a chance to add another win to Coach Loxley's win totals that have gone up every single year from last year to eight. We have a chance to get to nine wins. We have a chance to do a lot of special things this season. But I'm concerned because I thought maybe Talia could take another step and maybe learn to not turn over the ball in these key games. And I'd even talk about one of the turnovers that he had um, in the second half where it's clearly a time where he can throw the ball away and he tries to force it in there and make a play, which I understand quarterbacks do. But I'm concerned because it's like we've seen him struggle in the past against a Penn State where he goes under 50% throwing the ball. We've seen him struggle against the big dogs. And as a Maryland fan, I think we're in a position as a program where we could potentially have a chance to upset one of these teams, but it's going to take a Talia game to do that. And maybe he is what he is. He's a quarterback that can be a second all-Big Ten type of player, crushes Indiana, crushes Michigan State, but maybe he's not going to be the guy that carries us against a Penn State team or an Ohio State team on the road, which we saw and put up a huge day. Maybe he's not that type of guy, but he's a guy that's going to put up huge numbers, have a really good season, but not overall play to that kind of – or play up to that level in that top six level of team in a 
top defense in the country. Maybe he's not able to overcome that. Maybe the Maryland team just isn't good enough to do that. But I don't think that's true. I think there was just a missed opportunity and he missed throws. And I think he could still do and do some big things coming up. But that's why I'm kind of concerned is can we potentially potentially have the same season that we did last year where we have a pretty good season, but if we want to take another step, it's going to be on Talia's right arm. Kevin Willer says the Maryland freshman class is the best freshman class he's ever had. Yes, we're talking about Maryland basketball after this ad from Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to take care of themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you not just hoping you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than 360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at check- checkout on jacemedical.com. That's jacemedical.com, promo code Locked On. The Maryland freshman basketball class has a chance to do big things for the Terps. Quoting Kevin Willard, the freshman class is the best freshman class I have ever had. It's time we talk some basketball. Basketball season is coming. Their season opener is November 7th against St. Mary's, not too far away. And before you know it, you see how fast this football season has gone by. Before you know it, Maryland basketball season will be here. So, Let's talk about the freshman class that Kevin Willard has high hopes for and I have high expectations for, and I think they have a chance to do special things. Of course, we know it's kind of a three-headed class, but there's four guys in the class. Don't forget about Brandon Pierce. A lot of people forget about him, but he's a really good player as well. But I think this class can accomplish big things. I look at Deshaun Harris-Smith. I think of Deshaun Harris-Smith as an overall tough nose. High four-star guy that has a chance to be one of Maryland's better players right away overall. I expect him to start right away. He is going to start right away. All signs point to that. And Kevin Willard had this to say about Deshaun Harris-Smith. He's by far the most talented player, probably the most physically gifted basketball player I've ever been able to coach. So that tells me a couple things. Kevin Willard has coached some really good players at Seton Hall. Maybe he's not able to recruit the same way he's able to at Maryland, but he's definitely coached some really good players and some physical players. And that means his traits and athleticism are showing up overall. And I think in Deshaun Harris-Smith, what I kind of expect from him is to just be an overall player because that's what he was at PVI. PVI, he did some big things. PVI is where he went to school in Virginia, a really good basketball program, top 25 team in the country year in and year out now. But I think of Deshaun Harris-Smith as like a triple-double guy. He's not going to obviously get very many, if any, triple-doubles in college football. I mean, basketball, we're talking so much about college football that I'm still my mind is still wired in the college football. But in college basketball, I don't expect him to put up a triple-double. But what I mean by that is 
He's the type of guy that can score the ball. He can get to the rim. He rebounds really well for a guard. He also is a really good passer. He's an overall guy that he has a chance to put up maybe 10, 5, and 5 for the Terps and have an overall a really balanced year for the Maryland Terrapins. So I have high expectations for what he can do overall. My biggest question mark for him is shooting the ball. Can he shoot the ball well enough? He shot the ball, ball well for PVI, and can he continue to create shots like he did at, at PVI in high school and in the AAU level? But I think he'll be able to do that. And then we move on to Jamie Kaiser, who Kevin Willard often says is maybe the best shooter he's ever had to come into school. And Kevin or um, Jamie Kaiser, and that's exactly what he is. He's a really good shooter, and you need a couple of those players in – Overall on your team, he's a knockdown shooter. Jamie Kaiser is also expected to start at the three. So we're expected our both our two and our three are, are expected to be freshmen, which is a little bit concerning, but I have high expectations for those two. Jamie Kaiser is going to be our best shooter right away. If you look at the team, he's going to stretch the floor. He's going to be perfect for when Julian Reese is posting up, when Jameer Young is getting to the rim. Jamie Kaiser is going to be in that corner. He can come off screens. I hope they put some of that in and do some really good things. But He's going to be really talented. And then Jonathan Lamoth. Lamoth, a lot of people forget about Jonathan Lamoth. Jonathan is a really good player. He can shoot the ball really well as well. He can get to the rim. I've got a chance to watch Jonathan live. 6-4. Maybe he needed to get a little bit stronger, but I think he's going to play right away too. He's not going to start, but he's going to be a backup guard or four or um a backup guard and he, I think, is going to be in the rotation right away. I, he's an underrated. He gets overshadowed by Kaiser and this John Harris Smith. But don't be surprised if you're looking at it and you're like, oh, wow, Jonathan can play too as well. He just got eight points in a big win against Illinois, or he just hit a big three to keep us in the game against Michigan State. Just don't be surprised if you see that from Jonathan because I think he'll be in the rotation. I'm, he's the most intriguing player in this class. We kind of already have a tell on what Jamie and Deshaun Harris-Smith are going to be. Obviously, we don't know what they're going to be exactly, but we have a height. We know they're going to start. We have big indicators on how he's talking about those two. But I don't really know what's going to happen with Jonathan Lamoth. I expect him to start and play right away, but I'll be interested to see where he kind of slides into that mix. But overall, this class has a chance to do something special. And then Braden Pierce also – um, tall seven footer. Um, he's going to be a really good player as well. It's not going to be year one for him, but look at year two, year three. You could look at all four of these guys as starters and really good players and foundation of our program. Because the way I look at it, I don't see a one and done in this class. I know Deshaun Harris Smith has been projected on some NFL draft mock draft. Some analysts think he's going to go in uh, be a one and done but I and it'd be awesome to see him be a one and done but selfishly I hope he stays and that's kind of why I like this class I don't really see a clear one and done it really depends on how Deshaun Harris Smith plays but I think Jamie Deshaun Harris Smith Jonathan can be a foundation for the next two three four years depending on what happens in terms of the Maryland program they can be a foundation for this team for the next couple of years that we build around. If we get a guy like Derek Queen, which we need, which we're going to talk about on another day, but if we get a guy like Derek Queen to that mix and we start recruiting really well and start putting together really good classes, if we're able to do that, 
this team has a chance to do something special in the Big Ten, but we're going to lean on these guys, and they're going to have to step up quickly. But Kevin Willard says they already look like Big Ten type of players physically, which he said they lacked a little bit last year. So overall, they're tough guys. They're physical guys. They got some strength, especially when you look at Jamie, former quarterback, Deshaun Harris-Smith, a really strong dude. Um, Jonathan Lamoth has to get a little bit stronger, but Jonathan's lanky. He's athletic, gets to the rim, all type of finishes. He's a really good player. But overall, I cannot wait to see how they mesh with the entire team, with Jameer Young, Julian Reese. I, I'm so excited for Maryland basketball season, but we're going to continue to talk about them every week. I think I'm going to do it on Wednesdays. But we're halfway through the Maryland football season, believe it or not. We're halfway through the regular season. Have we started the way I've wanted to? I'll talk about that after this ad from Prize Picks. Testing my skills on Prize Picks this football season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America with the easiest and most Exciting ways to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use locked on college for the first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. The Maryland basketball or the Maryland football. Now I got all my mind messed up. I'm talking Maryland basketball. I'm talking Maryland football. I'm watching a ton of football. Football season just did a segment on basketball, but this is about football. The Maryland football season has started five and one, and we're halfway through. Is it the start that we wanted to have? I think so. I think the entire goal of starting the season was five and one. We looked at it and we looked at the schedule and we said. We have to beat Charlotte. We have to beat Towson, obviously. Then we looked at the rest of them. We thought Michigan State was going to be a little bit better. We thought that might be a swing game on the road, but it really wasn't. We were favored by a good amount of points. I want to say seven and a half on the road against a Michigan State Spartans team. But against Indiana, we take care of business against the teams we're supposed to beat. And if this year, we only have two games that we're not going to be favoring. And I think it's exactly the start that we've wanted. We looked at it and we thought we probably weren't going to be able to beat Ohio State, but take care of the games you're supposed to. But the Ohio State games, there was a lot of benefits coming out of it. The defense played really well. The secondary played pretty well at times besides a couple of plays to Marvin Harrison. They forced Kyle McCord to out the pocket. Donald Brown has played well. There's been breakouts like Donald Brown, Glendon Miller on defense, who's used his length and athleticism um, overall. And then you look at on the offense side of the ball, Ty Felton has been a breakout, and he looks like he's going to be maybe one of our best wide receivers next year, um, depending on what Caden Prather does. Overall, I'm looking at this Maryland team, though, and saying I'm really happy where we're at. We still have everything on the table in terms of a Big Ten championship. I said that really quietly, a Big Ten championship. Now, I'm not expecting us to win a Big Ten championship, but we still have everything on the table in terms of we still have a chance to take down a Michigan or a Penn State, and I hope Talia has learned from the Ohio State game and really can focus on not turning over the ball. And then we also have 
a chance to add another win on the coach Loxley's win total and get to nine wins, 10 wins. We have a chance to be in these huge bowl games. There's still a chance to do a lot of big things as a Maryland Terrapin fan and looking at it from that perspective. And I think we're exactly where we want to be. We've upped the expectation in terms of we're five and one. Now the fans expect us to win games that aren't the big three. So upping the expectation is a good thing with, Great power becomes great responsibility in that quote. So, and that's what I think the Maryland Terrapins kind of is. Maryland Terrapin football team kind of is right now. We've gotten better. They've gotten more power. They've gotten more respect. They've gotten more expectations. Now it comes with responsibility where the fans have expectations of what they're going to do. And can the Terps put that together overall in in the season, the rest of the season? But I do think we're in a good spot. I think the offensive line hasn't really been a huge problem at all i think we looked at it before the season the question marks were the offensive line could they pass protect could they run block and at times they've struggled in terms of run blocking specifically and even in terms of pass blocking at times but it hasn't been like anything that you look at and you're like oh my gosh the maryland offensive line is terrible Tlee has no time to throw he can't do anything we also haven't played the best opponents besides ohio state but They've played well. The defensive line just proved themselves against Ohio State in stopping the run. The secondary looks like one of the best in the Big Ten. I mean, overall, I don't know what else you can ask for for a Maryland Terrapin team. And we're also peaking inside the top 25. That loss to Ohio State did hurt. But I think that we're, we're going to be able to get back in that conversation with the win against Illinois. We might just find ourselves in there against if we beat Illinois. But overall... I like where we're at as a program after the first half of the regular season. But that's all we have for today. Thank you for listening to Locked on Terps. Please like and subscribe. Tomorrow we'll be getting into Illinois, which is a huge game for the season as we look to rebound. But thank you for listening to Locked on Terps.